You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast coming to you from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. The building is over 336,000 square feet and is full of over 650 classics for sale and 300 farm finds on display. Check out all the inventory on the website, classicautomall.com. If you have any questions for our host or guest, email us at podcast at ClassicAutomall.com during the live broadcast times of 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern on Saturdays. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Automall, Stuart Howden. Thank you, Steve, and good morning to all. And it's a rainy, dreary day in Morgantown, PA, but you know what? We'll get through it. It's been sunny most every other day that we've done this show. So It's foggy. It's soupy out it's there. It's foggy. It's very Londonish. You know, we need music. We're awfully dry at the beginning here. We'll get it. <laughs> I'm working with a unknown, I can't mention who it is, musician who's going to hopefully give us rights to use a song, and we're just waiting to get the green light from them, and hopefully that'll happen in the next couple of weeks. It's not Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> it's not born in the USA. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things that, it seems easy and it sounds easy when you do all this and you think, well, we'll just do a podcast and we need to get music. Well, getting music is tough and it's, there's all the different things that are tough and, and, and interesting about this, but it's a lot of fun. I mean, we had so much fun last week with our guest, Harry Hurst, who has the glory days of racing and great guy. And we, we talked, I don't know, we were here for another two hours just. Right. I, I made the mistake of not. Running the camera during the time you guys were talking after the show because it was in a whole other show after. Right, exactly. You know, it's funny how you just keep going and, and an hour, you look at Joe Rogan who does podcasts and they're three hours long. Mm-hmm. You think, how can he do that? Exactly. But if you've got a guest who's, you know, you can talk to and you're comfortable with and, and you have a lot of commonality and, and especially the historical stuff that, that Harry knew from the racing scene from the late sixties, early seventies. I mean, that was an amazing trip down memory lane of things that we remember and reading about and speaking of racing uh sad news you know we keep giving sad news it's true here. Uh, al Unser senior passed mm-hmm. last week uh four-time indy indy 500 winner um he was an amazing driver very soft-spoken they said until he got in the car and then he wasn't so soft-spoken but uh he 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 was an amazing driver he was one of uh four drivers who won the indian who have won the indianapolis 500 four times uh aj foyt was another one rick mirrors mm-hmm. and Elio Castroneves, right. uh, just just this past year, uh, won for the fourth time. And four-time winners, that's a pretty exclusive club to be in. Not to mention that in 1970, he won 10 of the 18 IndyCar races. Wow. I mean, how does that – that's really dominating. I mean, that's kind of like what we were seeing from uh, some the Formula One guys back in the day. But uh, anyway, uh, lost a 17-year battle with cancer. Mm. Uh, he had retired in uh, 1994, and he is uh, also known uh, because he's the father of Al Jr., Al mm-hmm. Hunter Jr., right. who has a new book coming out called A Checkered Past. Nice. No pun on words. Uh, checkered meaning checkered 
flag and also meaning uh, some other things that uh, he's very candid about in the book. I haven't read the book yet, but, uh, you know. I, Maybe I he'll come on and talk about it. Yeah, let's get him on. Can you work on that, Ethan or Steve? Yep. All right. Make sure we make these things happen. Because when I think it, it should just happen, right? <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. Right away. I'd like to have a call from his people. But, you know, we can always have him on. We have three, we have three different ways that we can have guests on our show. Physically here. Through the f- telephone system, which sounds a little bit like this when we're talking to them. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do it really cool when we have them on a, a meeting. Which StreamYard. StreamYard. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of like Zoom mm-hmm. that everybody knows about those kind of meetings. So uh, it'll be really cool. But anyway, um hate to lose a, a, a great racing hero like uh, Alan Hunter Jr. We certainly enjoyed watching him through the years and uh, condolences to him and his family and his all everybody that was a big fan of his and there was a lot of big fans of the early 70s late 60s of uh, IndyCar racing and uh, so we we uh, hate to see him gone and so many of our heroes they 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 keep going and we mm-hmm. want to you know that's I love stuff like this what we can do if hopefully we can archive a little bit of history whether it's somebody like Harry Hurst who was on last week or any of the guests we may have in the future that we're archiving history and and stuff that won't get lost. I mean, if I had it to do over, there are so many things that I would ask my grandmother that I forgot to ask. For sure. You know, that I didn't care about when I was a kid. And history of your family and history of things. So it's wonderful to have these forums to be able to do that. So uh, uh, we'll hope to continue to do that. And that's my plea to get, you know, any of these famous drivers that we know or don't know uh, on our show. But uh, some other interesting news in the collector car hobby uh, this past couple of weeks is uh, we had mentioned, I think, uh, last show, but Haggerty going public for $3.2 billion valuation is just unbelievable. Good for them. Yeah. I mean, didn't realize that they – it's funny. I've known about this company for 20-something years, and they've been a player in the classic car world. But the idea that the valuation was there is just unbelievable. And I was on their website just kind of snooping around after they've gone public to see how it changes, what it which it mm. does because there's a lot of stuff that has to be out there and forms and, you know, these documents that are – there's one document that they had was 586 pages long mm. that somebody had to go through and write, and then they have to sign off all these sheets that says, yes, we read it. You can't read 586 pages of legalese. That's crazy. So anyway, congratulations to Haggerty. Haggerty has gone to not only be just an insurance company, but they're buying up – they bought the Greenwich Concord Elegance. Uh, they bought the Amelia Island Concord Elegance. They bought the California Melee, which is a 10-day – uh, tour of California that you stay in all these fine places and tour with fantastic cars. So they're really becoming immersive into the collector car hobby. They have a price guide out mm-hmm. that uh, my dear friend Dave Kinney uh, uh, started many years ago and uh, – took them into the Haggerty fold about, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. We'll have Dave on the show one of these days. He's fascinating. He's a judge at the Concord Elegances, and he's an all-around great car guy and a writer and all that good stuff. So we'll we'll uh, we'll have him on the show and, and talk a little bit more about the price guide and valuation of cars. You know, that's important, and we, we talk about that and have touched on that. Uh, the other thing was a big shake-up at uh, RM Auctions this week. Um, yeah, the uh, about eight or nine of the top executives and car specialists and three or four of the car specialists left and formed their own auction company. Is that right? Or I say auction company. I don't know that to be true. I mean, they're a car company that will be selling cars and client advising and auctions and all these different things. But Hmm. I know it's interesting that, you know, we get all the time that people ask us, you know, about this hobby and about, oh, why don't you start an auction or why don't you do this? Well, it's not as easy as it sounds. You know, it's no different than – 
than starting this business that we started. I mean, everybody says to me, oh, how cool. You've got, you know, you're in the classic car business. Well, yeah, but it's still a business. It still requires, you know, to take in more money than you spend. It still requires that there's somebody who's got to be telling you what to do, and you may not always agree with that person. That's, i.e., me. <laughs> and, and, and there's a lot to it. So, yes, it's cool to say, yeah, we're in the classic car business, but it's also a very difficult business to be good at. And luckily for us is that we have a business that, uh, from a consignment basis where all our cars come in versus going out and purchasing these cars. I can't imagine having to go out and purchase enough cars to fill up this building. Mm-hmm. Because, and you make mistakes. You buy a car and maybe you're desperate for inventory and you pay too much or you buy one that you didn't thoroughly check out and all of a sudden there's a problem with it the transmission's gone or all these different things that can be a problem. That's so, kind of what's happening in the dealership world too is they're, they're buying up inventory not fully checking it out and they're getting less than quality car. And 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 they have a market for them because people are, mm-hmm. are settling for less than quality That's cars right. because it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to get cars. I mean, it's not just cars. It's everything that's difficult to get. I went and bought a computer yesterday, and it was difficult. It wasn't easy to get what I wanted. They were back-ordered right. and, you know, on some, I, I don't know. You know, I, I jokingly say they're on the ship out there, but we don't know that. We're just making that stuff up. We don't know enough about the supply chain. As long as your computer's not waiting for a chip. <laughs> yeah. Well, my computer has a chip, I think, because it okay. turned on. Okay, so that's good. the most important part. Okay. But uh, And, you know, it was something, speaking of computers, that's a funny segue. Um <laughs> I was reading something the other day, this is really hilarious, that Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple, never got a li- never had a license plate mm. on any of the cars he ever mm. drove. So he would buy a car and drive it and never put a license plate on it and very rarely ever got pulled over or stopped. And not because he was Steve Jobs, it's just, you know, we get guys who buy cars from us here and they don't... They, go, they don't have a license plate with them. We don't issue temporary tags for classic cars. And they say, well, can I drive it home to Maryland? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what a police officer might mm-hmm. say to you. I would imagine the answer would be no, that you can't drive it home. Without, right. You know, I mean, yes, you have a bill of sale that you bought it that day, but that doesn't change the fact that, you know, you still need the legal uh, way to get it home. And that would be with a license plate. So, um, but it's funny that, that reading about that with Steve Jobs and thinking that, you know, what a rebel, you know. Just didn't care. He's just. I'm not going to get a license plate on my car and register funny. the car. And I think he, what he did is he just traded the car every six months or whatever. Cause, probably because they probably got, said, sent him a nasty letter that said, "Hey, you better get on this." And he he, he had a number of uh, cool cars though. I know that uh, saw one featured on a YouTube some YouTube channels. I think one of those BMW Z8s. I oh, think the Z8. Yeah. yeah, those are great cars. Yeah. Came out in around 2001. They only they didn't very limited production. Mm-hmm. Uh, V8 powered. Um, they're they're a little roadster. They look yeah. like a grown up M th- or not M3. Z3. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Roadster, which yeah. is, you know, a really iconic BMW car and has been for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the Z8 was really cool. And it still is cool. And they command big dollars. They do. Day. They bring a couple hundred thousand plus mm-hmm. uh, in the used car market for, you know, a car that's now 20 years old, 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 years old. So uh, interesting, interesting car. I wish we had one here because that would be my next car, although I really can't afford it. And, <laughs> I don't uh, know how you control... <laughs> You, you have first dibs on the cars I that do. come in here. I don't know how you control yourself. It's very difficult because there's so many cars that I want. Now, and listen, it, 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 the oddball stuff gets my attention. We got an E500 Mercedes sport wagon in, the black one. And, you know, you don't see the E500s very often. It's the E320s or the 420s or whatever they are. 
But the E500 Sport Wagon, black, black, and it's really cool. And I need that car for no particular reason. I just need it because I need it. You know, it's like, what else did you get in this? What else did you get in this? <laughs> well, week? nice segue into that, Steve. Um, uh, some other new inventory. We've got a 93 Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer edition. Nice. Did you imagine that Eddie Bauer benefited greatly from that relationship <laughs> with Ford? I mean, the, the brand. The brand did. Yeah. Know, think about that. Uh, but this one is, uh, you know, 93. It's a full time four wheel drive. Uh, it's uh, gr- jewel green metallic. Mm-hmm. Interesting color name with light mocha interior. Vin- vintage SUVs are very hot right now. Very hot right now from international scouts yep. to uh, Broncos to uh, we got the finest 57 Chevy 210 station wagon you have ever seen. Turquoise and white. It's just absolutely beautiful, beautiful car with a little miniature car that goes with it. Oh, Not yeah. a pedal car, but a little electric type car that goes with it. But this thing is just a spectacular car. And uh, anyway, the, the Eddie Bauer did. Uh, uh, Bronco 351 Windsor. It's a really great car. It's on our website now. Uh, we got a 73 Volkswagen Super Beetle in orange. Saw it. Uh, convertible. That's a great little car we got in. We got a Hellcat, a 2015 Hellcat with low, low miles on it. And then a beautiful uh, blue. I don't know what the name of the color is. I can't remember. On the FJ40 Toyota Land Cruiser in 82. It's absolutely stunning. Smoking hot cars. Oh, right and, and the level of restoration, it was just unbelievable of what they did. So uh, so when we when we get back and return after our little uh, break, we're going to have uh, be speaking to who's in our studio, by the way, Kendra Cook. Uh, the executive uh, director of the Boyertown Museum of Antique Automobiles. And she will be here, and they're they're located just about forty miles north of us, I think, uh, in Boyertown, PA, and have a heavy focus on on uh, cars that were built in Pennsylvania. And uh, we will talk to her about some interesting things going on there and how she got started in this business. And uh, we are. About Probably. 30 seconds, so if you wanted to do the four on the floor. Well, we can do that. Let's yep. absolutely do that. The four on the floor this week. We didn't get a winner from last week. Okay. Uh, X causing trouble, fictional road hero, go, 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 ended in the same year Elvis wore leather, and that turned out to be the Speed Racer, stock number 2821. The Corvette conversion into a Speed into Racer. Into a Speed Racer, so that was pretty awesome. And uh, and you were so, you know, uh, deft that nobody even got it, Steve. Amazing. So. We'll hope that uh, somebody will get this week's. So this week's four on the floor, and, and the and the premise is is that we're going to give you four clues, and then you email us podcast at classicautomall.com and tell us what um, you believe the car is, stock number, year, make, and model, and it's a car that's in in, in our inventory now. So the four clues are seven point five liters. Second clue: share something with the. Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> How sophisticated am I? Uh, it would be 15 years before this model sold as many as it did the year of this car. I don't know. All right. Let me read. <laughs> and important starboard for later models. So that's something nautical reference we'll have to figure out. So when we return, Kendra Cook from the Boyertown Museum of Historic Automobiles. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. 
If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. Hey folks, this is Victor with the On Point with Victor show. Make sure you listen every Tuesday, 1 to 2, only right here on America's Web Radio, the On Point with Victor show. Remember folks, I'm not angry, I'm just right. And you can find out why every Tuesday from 1 to 2, the On Point with Victor show, only right here on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studio. I forgot the name of my own show. <laughs> I need to quit. Um, from the Classic Auto Mall studio in sunny, normally, downtown Morgantown, where we are just days away from our new casino opening up over here on the 22nd of December. How cool. Aren't we just wow. like uh, And Kendra Cook is joining us from the Boyertown Museum of Historic uh, Automobiles. And thank you so much, Kendra, for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I, I finally came to your place, what, three weeks ago when yes. you had the event? Yep, November 6th. I've only been here for four years, and it's only, <laughs> what, is it 40 miles? Am I exactly? Oh, it's not even that far. <laughs> Not so, even that far. So it took me four years to get out of my office and go up and see. And what an amazing place you Thank have you. up there. Thank I you. was really blown away. And I had my, my business partners on the board up there as well, mm-hmm. too, with our good friend Bob Dare as well, too, mm-hmm. who's the executive something of that. Uh, and yeah, Bob's a great guy. He's on our board as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's great. He comes here all the time and snoops around and sees cars that he can't live without. And that's a wonderful <laughs> thing. And uh, so, but anyway, uh, what a wonderful facility. And, uh, you know, you started out there, what, back in 2004? Was yeah, that? yeah. It's just an intern, right? Yeah, oh, cool. yeah, I was a volunteer. I love yep. that. And yep. so, and, and so how, how did your progression go with the, with the organization? You started as an intern, just kind of mm-hmm. helping out. And then how did it go from there? Yeah, so I, I started as a volunteer. Uh, I was in college at the time, you know, so, and I, I, uh, grew up actually very close to here, the classic auto mall. Oh, nice. Um, so I needed, you know, to get my feet wet somewhere. <laughs> right. And uh, that was a local uh, museum. So I started volunteering there and uh, went back to college, would come back and volunteer like on my breaks, you sure. know, or the summer. And then um, uh, I was at the end of getting my uh, master's degree, actually, when I saw that they were looking for a curator. So I applied and you got I it. got there. <laughs> How cool is that? They still haven't kicked me out yet. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, right? <laughs> and a curator's job is basically what? Just to oversee the collection? Basically, um, yeah. Research? Um, yep, research the collection. You know, if someone wants to donate something, we kind of check it out and make sure it, it would fit, you know, the mission that we're sure. trying to fulfill there. Um, working on the exhibits as well and... Um, all that fun stuff. The I love, keeper of the stuff. Right. And yeah. I love the, I love the historic part of it. I love yes, doing I do research too. about finding out about a car. And I love it when I, I used to work for a guy and he would buy a bunch of cars, classic cars and bring them back to our place. And it was so fun to open the trunk and see what was in there. And oh my goodness, there's some great paperwork or documentation mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. And, uh, and, and Bob was telling me that uh, just recently you guys got a new acquisition. That was a new car that's you, you've just recently gotten. Can you explain? Uh, yeah, we've gotten a few new things. 
things yeah. actually pretty recently. So um, I'm I'm betting that Bob was probably talking about our uh, new terrain. Yes, yes, yes. It's a 1914. It's absolutely stunning. It's beautiful, and it's enormous. Right. It's got, it's got 134 inch wheelbase. Wow. So um, it's. That's definitely a touring car absolutely, right there. <laughs> absolutely. The, the ultimate definition of touring car. And but, uh, yeah, terrains were built in Philadelphia. And for people, I don't want people to be confused. This is not the GMC terrain. No, this a, no. This is not that car. No, no, no. Very different. Um, it was uh, built in Philadelphia. That's kind of our focus is uh, things that were built in Pennsylvania. We really try to focus on that. Sure. Um, and terrains were built by the same company that built uh, Vim trucks. Uh-huh. And I do believe there is a Vim <laughs> yes. not too many feet uh, away on the other side of this wall here. I think it's about in. 30 feet away. And yeah. I think that Bob Dare and my partner have had many conversations about said Vim I truck. would love that Vim <laughs> to be <laughs> Well, you never know. Never say never. You know, it's kind of buried now. We've had to kind of rearrange our mm-hmm. truck room here. Uh, it was really nicely laid out and really cool. And then we keep running out of space because we keep taking in so Jeez, many consignments. We know what that's like. Yeah, yeah, so, we run out of space so, all so, the time. Yeah, it's a, it's a good problem to have. And uh, so that, I mean, that is the focus of the Boyertown Museum is, is Pennsylvania mm-hmm. built cars or Pennsylvania bodied cars, correct? Like Fleetwood. Yep. And- yep. We have, um, we expand that to mean, you know, things like you said, coach work, you know, mm-hmm. Fleetwood, um, Bud, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a Philadelphia company, uh, Durham, uh, which was uh, uh, Rosemont, yep. Pennsylvania, also did luxury things. Uh, even the, the museum itself is inside um, a former truck body factory wow. plant so cool. you know boyertown wasn't doing luxury car bodies <laughs> but uh they were doing uh the bodies for uh mostly delivery trucks but also they did a lot of government and military things right. as well but seems to be a lot of truck body companies around here even later model stuff mm-hmm. like morgan truck is here in town and yep. then there's a uh, uh, redding tr- uh, the one up in uh, redding and uh, pretty interesting but i really was impressed and or just thought was so cool was the upstairs part of your museum with the blacksmith up there and those old yeah. wooden floors from how old yes. are those floors hundreds yeah so that that building it's um an 1872 wow. carriage factory so uh that's in boyertown pennsylvania that building is where uh vehicle production began in town wow and uh that was started by a gentleman jeremiah swinehart uh he was a cabinet maker right and he decided he wanted to build carriages so he started in that that building and um he sold it about 10 years later to some employees, mm-hmm. and but they continued building carriages there all the way up until uh, 1926 wow. when three gentlemen came in and bought the carriage factory business, which had now expanded beyond that right. one room that's left, uh, and they turned it into truck right. factory. And that was in operation until 1990. Wow. So, okay. yeah, from 1872 <laughs> all the way up to 1990 wow. on our site, they were making vehicles, and that's pretty that's amazing. astounding. And for whatever reason, they, you know, they never, they never tore down that original 
1872 building. How wonderful is that? It's you, amazing. You know, you see so many things torn down over the years, mm-hmm. and especially now we're doing better at preserving our history, but mm-hmm. boy, we weren't doing such a good yep. job of it in the 60s and the 70s. When we needed space, we just bulldozed stuff down and, yep. and made space, and that's a shame because these historical buildings are so fun. They, they are. really are. I mean, that, that place is just, uh, that upstairs at your place is just amazing with all those tools that you see that you've never seen before with the actual, don't you have like an actual guy up there, blacksmith, and that's not the proper term, blacksmithing, is that? Yeah, so it's probably, I would say now, about once a month, you know, since we we returned from our pandemic closures, (laughs) uh, we were doing almost every Saturday. We're starting to ease back into it, so we've got usually about once a month a blacksmith up there. How cool. uh, Demonstrating. Yeah. Does he answer questions from people and things like that? Yeah, so we actually have, I think, five blacksmiths and they they rotate and uh, four men and a woman. Nice. And they're all very different. Right. So if you come one month and then you come the next month and it's a different blacksmith up there, you will hear something totally different because they all have different personalities and that all really comes through. And And they don't make a living as blacksmiths anymore, right? Is this a hobby for them? Yeah, It's mostly a hobby or um, a craft they're learning. Sure, sure. Kind of like metal fabricate. Well, that's still a thing that people do, like the English wheel and stuff. But uh, it's amazing to see people that can work with their hands and create stuff like that. I I know. I'm I'm jealous. Yeah, me too. I'm not a creator. I'm I'm, I'm a guy who can just... uh, I can do certain things, just not those. So, but uh, yeah, it was really amazing, and uh, we were—I was really impressed with the the whole setup up there, and the uh, the diversity of the cars and the Duryea stuff is just amazing. That's just really yeah. really cool. I, I, um, uh, we looked at uh, you know having a building of the size that we have. We have enough room to have barn finds in here, which is kind of our version of a museum. But we're running out of space for that. So, mm-hmm. and you know, you you got to make a decision on oh, do I want to keep the barn finds or do i you know i can't turn down cars that people want to consign to for us to sell for them so maybe we'll have to start donating more to you guys what a shame <laughs> that'd be terrible right we were moving the cars around yesterday and it was so funny there's about i don't know 10 of our cars have don't have rubber tires they have solid tires yep and my son thinks that that would be the greatest invention ever because he does not understand why we can't have solid tires he doesn't realize that the ride would be a little bit rough horrible yeah yeah so have you gotten to i'm sure you get to ride in some of these cars or drive them even right yes some of them do uh drive um we have the the ones that I've driven the most are probably the electrics. Right. Yeah, right. we have some teens electrics. That's what people don't realize. Yeah, nineteen electric, teens. <laughs> and electric cars were not just invented for the Volt, you know, definitely 10, not years ago. Now, where all that goes, it's hard to say. I mean, we know that electric cars are not going away. I don't know if electric cars are going to replace gasoline cars in a, in a, in maybe not in my lifetime. I mm-hmm. don't think as much as they think that they will be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know obviously like the. The technology the past couple of years has really yeah. radically changed. Sure. Uh, for a long time, I would say from the beginning up until, you know, even the the 80s, what was – they were just shoving more batteries in them. Yeah, you exactly. Know? And now that's different. Um, you know, the new batteries are different. They charge quicker. Sure. Um, you know, our, we have a, a 1919 Milburn. 
electric that runs on golf cart batteries. No kidding. I mean, now, what what did it, what t- it was different kind of batteries back in the day. It wasn't obviously sure, golf cart batteries. Sure, but they're totally compatible. To- with- that's crazy. Yeah. And you and you also build a, a electric vehicle charging station outside of your museum. Yes, right? yes. So if you drive your electric car, right. your Tesla or your Nissan Leaf or right. your Volt, Volt or your Mustang E E now. <laughs> uh, yes, we do have uh, six charging stations. Nice. Uh, Right in our, it's our, our smaller parking lot. We have a huge parking lot, caddy corner, but across the street we have a smaller one, and that's where the electric chargers are. Fantastic. So. so when we get back, we'll continue our conversation with Kendra Cook, the executive director of the Boyertown Museum of uh, Antique Automobiles, and we'll talk about uh, the direction the museum is going in, and we'll talk about uh, you know how it was founded and when they're open and where they're located and all that good fancy stuff. So when we return... We will talk about that then. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studio in beautiful downtown Morgantown, Pennsylvania, on a lovely Saturday morning. If you're listening to us live, and if you're not, well, sorry. (laughs) We're doing it anyway. So we're joined by Kendra Cook, the Executive Director of the Boyertown Museum of Historic Vehicles. And uh, we have been talking about... Well, we were talking about electric cars before we went on the break, and uh, that you've got a charging station there. And electric cars built in Pennsylvania. There's the Milford. Was there more? Or? So our our Milburn. A Milburn. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it was not built in Pennsylvania. <gasps> it, I know it's it is one of the outliers. <laughs> it was built in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. Um, However, uh, we one of the reasons we have it, and this is something you'll see in a lot of museums, mm-hmm. is if they if you can't get an example that's really fits in your mission, like we'd love to have a Pennsylvania fancy car like that, 
that was electric of that era. We had, just haven't been able to locate one yet. Right. This is a good way, an example. It's part of the story of sure. the history of, of transportation. Uh, but we do have two uh, commercial trucks, mm-hmm. which were electric trucks built in Philadelphia. Uh, one is, um, well, it started out as a, a laundry truck, right. actually, but now it, it was converted at one point to be a, a bus that a farmer used in West Reading to transport his workers around. Right. Uh, but then we also have a 1912 commercial truck flatbed, which the description of is I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> I think I think there might be one here. Is there? Uh, we have a Curtis Publishing. No, we don't. We, oh, okay. I, I think it's at our other place. We have oh, the American okay. Treasure Tour down. Yes, in, uh, that's that's down it. in that's Oaks area, and it we have another hundred barn finds down in that uh, building as well too. That's a whole other uh, thing that you got to go check out if you've never seen Definitely. American Treasure Tour. It's crazy. Yes. It's it's one man's vision of something, but I don't know what is my partner. <laughs> but it's it's neon signs. It's it's just a whole. It's uh, little band of this, organs, little, little of that. that. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very difficult to describe. But uh, you know, it's it's funny that that how people know about that place and know about our place and know about your place. I mean, the museum business is a tough business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard enough. You, you can very rarely are you going to make enough money off admission to cover your oh, your, no. your expenses. So you yeah. always are fundraising, and that's mm-hmm. just it's a lot of work. It's just yep. it just doesn't happen. Yep. And I think yep. people are people have that assumption that so you know when you go to these museums. Museums and you like what you see and you enjoy it and you have the wherewithal. You don't have to just pay the admission. You know, you could become a member. Yeah. You could beca- you could donate money to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different things. And I know you do things to raise money. You used to have a food truck thing uh, mm-hmm. in the yep. parking lot. Is that going to happen again, or is it? Uh, we actually kind of put. We did that for five years. Oh, really? And we we stopped essentially because it was starting to. To go down, attendance was sure. starting to dip. Um, it it wasn't like a, a bad number yet, right. but um, we decided to just put it on hold. We didn't want it to get bad, right. you know. Right. We wanted sure. it to go out on a good note, right. and uh, so we started to do a couple of different things um, to try, you know, maybe one time things. For instance, um, earlier this year we had a World War II exhibit in the lobby, uh, vehicles. Um, from World War II, uh, three of them built in our truck factory nice. that we are in, which is cool. And uh, we we had documented evidence of, uh, you know, Rosie the Riveters building the one piece that we had on display, which we thought was really cool. <laughs> so cool. we had a, um, a dedication one day for the exhibit of our Rosie the Rose Garden, Rosie the Riveter Rose Garden, right? Uh, which is out uh, in front of our office building, and we unveiled that, and that was really well attended. Uh, nice. We had an electric vehicle show this past summer mm-hmm. where we had uh, a lot of modern-day electrics, but then we had a couple of antiques that came out as well. We're going to try that again probably this summer and get more of the older electrics sure. out. So well, well, you can't tell the history of an American car or even a Pennsylvania car without including some other types of vehicles that maybe weren't built in America mm-hmm. or weren't built in Pennsylvania. It's just kind of hard to tell that like whole story. Like a Model T. Yeah, like, you know? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you almost got to have to have a Model T in any yes, museum. It's, it's important. Just, it's it very affected important. affected everybody else. <laughs> 100%. So yeah. we sell quite a few Model Ts and Model As. And believe it or not, everybody thinks that the market's going to dry up on Model As and that you can't, you won't be able to sell them anymore. But yet we still sell them just about as fast as we get them in. It's a great so. classic 
Iconic car. It really, really is. is. But the one thing that I'm most interested, not most interested, but one of the things I'm interested in is the diner that you have there. Uh, what yes. an amazing yes. thing. So tell me about this diner. I don't know a lot about it, but I know it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. <laughs> it might be the most popular thing in the museum. Right, of all right. the cars <laughs> and all the motorcycles and bicycles. Right. Yeah. So um, it's a 1938 uh, Jerry O'Mahony diner. So Jerry O'Mahony is the, the brand. Right. Essentially. And Jerry O'Mahony was a company in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And they were, you know, one of the top makers of diners of that era. And uh, they would build the entire diner on site there in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And then it would be shipped to wherever it was going to operate. In the case of ours, that was in uh, Exeter Township, Pennsylvania. So Berks County, PA, where we can get there and just... 20 minutes right. if you want to get in the car, right. so very close by. Um, so in 1938, it was shipped there. It operated kind of as you see it now in the museum mm-hmm. for about 12 years. And then the owner picked it up, moved it to the other side of what is now Route 422, and built a restaurant around it. Wow. Like totally covered it. And that's probably what saved it, really. From the elements. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he operated that restaurant until I think 2003 it closed. And that was called Fagley's Family Restaurant. It's really well known locally. I still hear lots of people remember it, talk about it. They ate there. Right. And um, when he closed the restaurant, you know, it it was going to get demolished. It's it's a Rite Aid now. If you go up there, <laughs> there's a Rite that. Aid sitting there. Um, and a, another nonprofit group uh, saved the 1938 diner inside. They, you know... Cr- took I got a crane and they <laughs> lifted it out nice. and uh, it moved to a neighboring town. It was going to be its own museum and that just didn't work out for various reasons. And then they approached us about potentially taking it and uh, we did and we put it back inside. There, I mean, we did do work on it. There are some things replaced, but a lot of that diner is original. Wow. The tiles are original. Nice. The, the counters, the, the stainless steel inside, the wood, all of that is original. Right. What amazed me about the diner is most diners you see are basically all chrome or steel or whatever. And this has got a lot of wood in it. Yeah. Really that dark, warm yep. wood that it has. Yeah, it's very Art Deco. Yeah. And uh, it, it came, it's a little, it predates that stainless steel craze you know right. so it's 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 just a really neat piece it's so well preserved um it's it's just a great it's a great addition to our museum sure. and it's a great illustration of you know a business that is really here because of the car right we right. have diners because of the car and now people are all of a sudden traveling farther from home in a in a chunk of time and they're traveling at all hours of the day mm-hmm. so now they want to eat at maybe right. odd hours you know <laughs> right. so these diners popped up and to service those that new customer base yeah and because it was a whole new world i mean we built the interstate mm-hmm. system and then you know, we had all these roads and people were traveling Route 66 mm-hmm. where you could drive to, you know, the, the West Coast. And, yeah. uh, and you know, it's it's funny. We, we ate at a diner when we came up to your place. So There's a diner right down the street yes. from you guys. Yes. We didn't get the eclairs, exactly. though. I know, nah, I know. Apparently they were that not is, making the eclairs. No, that is that is a hot topic in town. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can tell the size of town that you live in when the eclairs are the hot topic. Although, kind of the same way with a little old Morgantown here as well, too. I don't know what the hot topic is here this week, but it's it's usually something. And it's usually funny to watch is the, you know, there's social media groups that, oh, uh, yes, that yeah. get on these rants about things and it's really funny. And of course with us now, I mean, we are 
feeling like a big city. I mean, we've got the classic auto mall, which is this big yeah, facility. Yeah. We've got the Holiday Inn. We've got our casino opening in two weeks. And uh, then we've got Morgan Truck, as we talked about here. So interesting. And, you know, you know what we hope is is that museums like yours, um, because what you're doing is is more relevant to the historical side of it than what we're doing here. I mean, we're we're a glorified used car lot here. And I say that half tongue-in-cheek because we have a lot of great cars here that become museum-ish. But uh, but what you guys are doing are preserving things and preserving a building that probably would be torn down right now if it wasn't for the Boyertown Museum. I mean, this building, who knows? You know, <laughs> I, it's funny because you know I grew up very close to here and I remember shopping here <laughs> when it was a ball. And I, when I first got here, it was like surreal. Yeah, that's what like, people. Wow, say. We I have people. Remember buying clothes here. Clothes, <laughs> and, and then it became it was so. It start, yeah, Kimmons Wilson, the founder of Holiday Inn, built this place in 1985 and then built the Holiday Inn, and it was a outlet mall. Before there was many outlet malls around, yes, and yep. then it became a furniture outlet mall. Yes, and we literally get people who come in here and go, "Where's the?" Fur-? I get this lady yelled at me the other day, "Where's the furniture?" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, we're not furniture anymore." Well, I I bought a couch here, and I want to. Yeah, okay, sorry. When I when I moved out on my own, I bought my first piece of furniture here, three hundred dollar couch. Nice, yes, nice. I remember that couch well. You know what's funny is that repurposing buildings, whether it be for your museum or for what we're doing here, is such a wonderful thing because it's such a shame because if you were to tear this building down there's nothing reusable really in here it's not like you could recycle the tile on the floor or the or the wood and i mean you just don't recycle hardly anything it just becomes scrap and and what a waste it's what a waste and and to repurpose these buildings and that's the problem when you build a building and this is a lesson kids when you become wealthy and famous and build a building is don't build it purpose built build it where it's got multiple purposes because if your business goes sideways and doesn't work in it and you've built it just for your business then you're going to be in trouble because yeah. nobody else is going to want your building exactly. so, but you know what's funny now is we get calls from all over the country people with malls going hey uh, just want to know that we've got a mall here and we'd like to you know I think we'll yeah. we're going to stick with our one for now one at a time one at a yeah. time you know, 336,000 square feet is big yeah and uh, and now, how big is your building? How many car, how many vehicles are in the oh, Boyertown goodness. Museum? So I would say on display, mm-hmm. we have right now about ninety wow. cars, trucks, bicycles, carriages, wagons, plus a diner, right? Plus a diner, which <laughs> plus is, a gas station as <laughs> oh, well yeah, from the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we do have a few other uh, buildings that are for storage. Uh, and most of those, too, were also part of the Boyertown Auto Body Works. Right. So, you know, the the old paint building is our storage building. Right. And the old uh, office building is our offices and uh, coming soon, hopefully, a library. So nice. uh, we do are trying to, you know, use the buildings that were once part of that whole campus and do people donate cars to you all uh, other than cars that you might need maybe cars to resell or to raise money for the museum uh, or is it mostly in a just, while yeah. most things that are donated uh we are for display or for our our you know Specific telling purpose, the story yeah. of 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 pennsylvania's history uh but once in a while we do get pieces that um you know, the people know that they don't necessarily fit there. Sure, and they hope sure. that we can, if we do sell something, uh, a piece, a vehicle, that money goes right back to buying something that does fit our does fit collection. You know, we don't use that to 
pay the electric bill or sure, something. Sure, sure. Use it specifically mm-hmm. for that. Well, I know a great company that sells cars. So if you ever Do you? need, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, if you ever need to liquidate anything, okay. uh, Classic Automobiles <laughs> right here for you. So, uh, but you know, it's um, it, it, it's one of those things that. Uh, so you you want our Vim? We know that. What else, <laughs> <laughs> what else are you looking for? Uh, well, yeah, what's I, on your wish list? Here, and it, it does not fit our museum, but it's my right up my alley. I think we talked right. about it before, is that Chevy modified camper. Isn't that crazy? I absolutely love that thing. Yeah. I love... I, that is my kind of stuff. Yeah. I love it. And actually, um, we the museum has a TV show, monthly TV show, which we just had this week. And my topic was um, a, a Winton right. chassis, a 1917 Winton chassis. And this turn-of-the-century Pennsylvania politician put a house – he built like a, a custom house car on the back. <laughs> and it had a stage in the back for him to give his stump speeches. He was nice. with the – the Prohibition Party. Right. He ran for Pennsylvania governor. <coughs> so that whole thing, this customizing these, th- that's right up my alley. Uh, well, that, so that Chevy is a top of my list. So that's the largest piece in our building, and that's yeah. the most popular piece in our building, I which believe is it. funny. And it's a 1923 <laughs> Weedman Chevrolet camper, and it's really cool. It's amazing. And it's got a seat that's been eaten by mice, and there's foam everywhere. And people say, you should fix that. I'm not touching it. No. I'm leaving it exactly the way I agree. It is. So, well done. Yes, I agree. We're, we're not going to mess with it. So the Boyertown Museum, uh, what's your website? Uh, uh, BoyertownMuseum.org. And you're open mm-hmm. Monday through Saturday? We're open th- seven days a week. Seven days a yes. week. Oh, well, we're not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're not open Sunday, come see us. Go to, and, we, go. and we close at noon on Saturday. So, you uh, would still so have time. you still got time to, to go get to the museum and, and visit. Yeah, and uh, admission is reasonable as $10, I think. $10 adults, $9 senior citizens. Um, and if you have kids 15 and under, the kids are are free. Do you have the same rule we have about kids? Don't touch. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Please anyway, do not touch. Please do not touch. The this stuff is go. really old <laughs> and fragile, <Yes>. like <laughs> I am. Kendra, what a pleasure to have you on Thank today. You. We really appreciate your time, and uh, go check out the Boyertown uh, Museum when you get a chance. And we'll be back in a couple of minutes. If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Got him.
We are back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast with a little technical difficulty. I've jumped the gun again, but, uh, you know, what the heck. So we wanted to revisit, and thank you to Kinder Cook for being on the show. Fantastic guest and a great organization they've got up there. And uh, go see it if you get a chance. Please do. It's a wonderful museum, and and it's uh, it's fascinating. They've got uh, interesting things that uh, you wouldn't expect to, that, to see that you will see there. So we did our four on the floor, which is our, our weekly trivia contest that we do, and we kind of rushed through it. So let's try it one more time so we at least get it so people can get a, a fighting chance to guess it and win either a hat or a t-shirt you'll email us if you know the answer at podcast at classicautomall.com and basically is we're going to give you four clues and this is a specific car with a stock number you're making model we need of the car that's in our inventory currently and if we sell it between now and when you figure it out i don't know what to tell you so so the four clues are clue number one is it's 7.5 liters Clue number two shares something with the Con Film Festival. Am I saying that I right? I think it's Con. Okay. Is it Con? C A N and I've heard it both ways. Can potato, potato, one in France. Tomato, tomato, Caribbean, Caribbean. <laughs> um, okay, see, see, that's how we get sidetracked. Seven point five liters is the first clue. Second clue shares something with the Can Film Fest. I think it is Can. Can Film Festival. It would be fifteen years before this model sold as many as it did the year of this car. Okay. Sorry. Wow, that's long-winded. Yep. Uh, and then uh, port and starboard for later models. Interesting. So that's not. I do know that's a nautical reference. So you know, it's not my first rodeo. <laughs> so anyway, those are the ones that. Uh, those are our clues for this week. If you know the answer, podcast at Classic Auto Mall, and I'll send you a hat or a T-shirt. Just tell me what size you want and your mailing address, so we can get it. And if there's more than one correct answer, we'll, we'll draw out of a hat to see who the winner is. Otherwise, if there's one correct answer, then that person is the winner. And uh, you can win. I don't care. You can win every week. I don't care. If a guy wins 52 T-shirts then or 52 hats, then so be it. Okay. I'll see it as his garage sale with uh, <laughs> classic automobile hats for sale. But definitely put a submission in. The, you know, check out the inventory and then write us a podcast at classicautomall.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And even if you get it wrong, we won't ridicule you on air or no. anything like that. So one of the things we were talking about last week was the daily driven classics. Uh, the <clears throat> excuse me that uh, we have here because it's difficult to buy cars now. So you're having a tough time finding a new car out there. Even used car inventory is very, very difficult. And we thought, light bulb, we have a bunch of vehicles in classic automobile that would qualify as a daily driver. You know, we're not just, I mean, and they're, and they're usually special interest or something. They're an M3 BMW or they're, uh, there's a, you know, a, the Bronco that we talked about earlier would make a, a daily driver and uh, maybe the gas mileage might <laughs> be a little bit painful. But uh, but there's quite a few of them that, that we do have. We've got some later model Cadillacs in the, from the 90s that are low mileage that could substitute, if if necessary, as a daily driver. And, uh, you know, if your commute's not too terribly long, if you're commuting 10 or 15 miles, then, you know, if it doesn't get as good as gas mileage, it's not the end of the world. It's not as critical as if you're driving all the way to Harrisburg every day or, or further. But uh, but we've got a Lexus SC430, which is a very cool car. Uh, it's white with a cognac interior. Yeah, I'm going to feature that one on uh, TikTok and Instagram pretty go. soon. The interior of that car is spectacular. Yeah, it really is beautiful and i love that cognac color mm-hmm. on those with the white exterior and uh, and for those 
those of you who don't know what TikTok is, it's another social media thing that we've gotten roped into somehow by our <laughs> government. No, no. What? <laughs> they're forcing us to do all these things. No, it's uh, a new. It's kind of a younger generational thing, but it's starting to pick up a lot of steam. This TikTok is this tic- that sounds like an I like my dad. This TikTok get, get thing. off my lawn. Get off my lawn and slow down. Yeah, um, and it's picking up a lot of steam because it's short little video vignettes, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, can be anything. You can be you dancing. It can be a car. It can be whatever you, you choose. And and there's so many ones that have become so popular, like YouTube things that have just become so popular. TikTok is endlessly entertaining. I often will sit down to watch TV, turn off the television, and just sit through TikToks. And right. It puts me to sleep. I right. mean, it's, that's, the, that's what I watched last at night. And now we're on it here at Classic Automall, and I'm featuring four on the floor competition, right. or the, the trivia contest, right. and also the daily drivers, and then feature cars. So we'll pick one car that's uh, on consignment and, and feature that one as well. And thank goodness that uh, somebody else is doing all that, <laughs> not me, because i got too much to do already. I so Yeah, and uh, Steve's enjoying it, so uh, we'll let him keep doing that. So uh, some of the the other ones that we have that are good daily driver-ish, uh, we've got a Chrysler Crossfire, and we sell quite a few of those. Those are collectible, but just cool. They're 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 kind of I don't know. They're hybrid when it comes to that. They're sort of collectible and they're sort of daily driver. But a lot of us have a fond place in our heart for Chrysler Crossfires. They're cool. They're built on a Mercedes platform. Uh, they have a really iconic look to them. They made them in convertible or in in coupe, and uh, they were uh, just just neat cars. And so they're like the later. Model T Birds, uh, the you know the two thousand three. What year were those? Two thousand one. Yeah, yeah, early two thousands. And you can totally <coughs> daily drive one of these Crossfires. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and talk about good gas mileage. I mean mm-hmm. that one. They, they definitely have great gas mileage. Um, so certainly uh, one of those things that uh, you d- don't discount our website when you think about a daily driver or something that you need to get to work. And uh, and we have reasonable cars. You know, people think that all of our cars are high dollar cars and expensive, and and that's not the case. We have some very inexpensive. We have some five and ten thousand dollar cars, and so it's not all the high end stuff. Now, yes, we do have, as you can see across the way here, uh, a million dollar Cobra and uh, you know a high high dollar Hemi Challenger and uh, some other cars, Lister Jaguar, Lister Jag, and yeah, I mean aluminum body, not a daily driver, not a daily driver. (laughs) Yeah, you do not want to drive that on a daily basis. It's a little bit awkward, and I don't think it has a top, so you know, right? Inclement weather could be, but you got. The coolest thing, and we're going to feature it on on social media. But it's it's like a race car bodied, but it's street legal. Yeah, it looks like a nine sixty two Porsche, yeah. but it's street legal. It's I, so I'm, cool. I'm making a bid on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it'll be your bonus this year. If this all, you know, if TikTok gets to whatever, I don't know what number it has to be. To, a, a million would yeah, be good. A million wouldn't be bad, right? What do the best TikToks get? How many? I mean, Ethan, do they? Oh, what, Twenty million. Uh, a lot. I mean, <laughs> mil- seven figures. Yeah, right. it's uh, it, it's the the nine figure right. um, in views. Right. That's so crazy, if, isn't it? Maybe if we get nine figure in views, we'll get that poor. Yeah, show. we got to get that. For dad, you know, yeah. It, it, yeah. it would be uh, it, it would be befitting of your position here. Thank you. So, um, but uh, yeah, we've gotten some great cars in, and more cars rolling in, and we're you know we're getting to oh man, they're just coming in so fast. I mean, we took in we said 120 consignments in in October, 126 in November. We're at 46 10 days into this month. 
unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the cars just keep coming in. And days like today when it's a little drizzly outside usually slows down the uh, the uh, more consignments coming in. What happens is is that we sell every day, uh, but the consignments are usually dictated by weather because a lot of people bring them from a fairly close dis- distance in an open trailer or drive them. And so uh, we we don't see as many consignments come in on weather days and things like that. But the sales keep happening, just like when we went through COVID. As we said last week, when we closed the doors, we thought, well, this was fun. And, uh, you know, I guess we got to find a new way to make a living. And Kathy said, what's that? And I said, why, that's the phone ringing. And she said, and what's that? And I said, that's the other line ringing. And it just kept ringing. And we kept selling. We weren't consigning anything. But we had 600 and something cars in inventory, so it uh, allowed us to continue to sell. And we got down to about 450, and now we're punching close to 700 now that uh, consignment inventory. It's incredible. Yeah. So, so you withdrew your application at the casino? <laughs> As the croupier? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what a croupier is. I don't know I don't any know of this. I, I like video poker. That's all I know. Cause <laughs> I, I, and I don't play blackjack. And the reason I don't play blackjack is because I don't want the guy next to me telling me I took his card. You know, I don't know what card is yours right. and what card is mine. I have a gut feeling about this card, and I'm taking it. And I know I'm not <laughs> supposed to hit on 12 when you've got 17 showing, but I don't care. But then you get the guy who yells at you and i don't want to be yelled at when i'm gang- this is supposed to be fun right <laughs> so anyway uh, we hope to do, be doing some fun things with the casino and uh we're excited to welcome them to our our little community morgantown here the next bedroom community out of uh pennsylvania or out of philadelphia uh because exton and downingtown are are quite grown up and big neighbors of ours and big brothers of ours, if you will. But it's almost like Harrisburg and Philadelphia are going to connect someday. You know? I think they're going to need more hotels here because the casino is not a casino hotel. It's just right. a casino, and you have one little Holiday Inn, which is great, great place. We, don't we stay belittle there. our little Holiday Inn. <laughs> I said it's oh, yeah. 188 rooms. <laughs> it's going to be gone. I think it's going to be full all the time. I mean, and if you think about it, I mean, you know, 188 rooms. If you've got travelers coming down the, the interstate that aren't gambling, that will stop in here, and you got people that have regularly come here, and you got family members visiting that don't have enough room in their house, and they send people. All of a sudden, we're sold out every night. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you look at the the Holiday Inn in Grantville next. That's, that's next to the uh, casino that they have down there, and it's busy almost every. It's like you know, busy all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I think that uh, you know, it'll be interesting times to see what happens. We're praying for restaurants. We're just desperate for restaurants and they're actually going to have three in the casino and and uh, that'll help a lot but we are desperate because you know it's it's a chore to uh, figure out what to eat every day around here they did a they did a uh, sort of a a job fair there right they, they needed to fill 600 spots but there's only 700 people in morgantown so <laughs> Is everybody in Morgantown now a casino employee? Oh, I'm telling you, I really am a croupier. I was just kidding. I, that's my part-time job. I, I, and, you know, as difficult it is to find help these days, I mean, how did they fill 600 jobs? I mean, it must have been – they probably, you know, I, I would imagine that they pay pretty well. I imagine they can afford to pay pretty well. And so hopefully that's how they did it. And hopefully they found a lot of good people and that they're not struggling like everybody else to find more help. But uh, we uh, missed some things to talk about this week. But, uh, you know, we've got the – F1 finale coming up tomorrow. Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen are battling it out. They're tied 
in points. In the last race of the season, they're tied, exactly tied. So it's like a new race to start uh, uh, for one last race, and it's going to be in Abu Dhabi, which I like to go to the Ferrari World over there. They have a Ferrari World theme park in Abu Dhabi. Are those my children? <laughs> my children are older than that. I don't think the mic's picking them up. Oh, goodness. So then people just think I'm hearing things. <laughs> Fantastic. So, But, yeah, uh, Red Bull, uh, Max Verstappen uh, is their driver who's the young hotshot, and he's come along, and Lewis Hamilton is gunning for his eighth world title in Formula One. And if you don't watch Formula One, it is just unbelievable, the technology that they have in these cars. They're pit stops. Red Bull has a record for the pit stop, 1.8 seconds. That's changing tires, adding something and doing this and that. And, you know, in a NASCAR stop, it might be seven seconds that they do. Of course, NASCAR limits how many people can go over the wall. Formula One, I think it's unlimited. If you've got 50 guys, then they can all be over the wall fixing the car. And so it's just crazy. 1.8 seconds. And then most of them average about 2.4 seconds. So uh, Unbelievable. So pretty fantastic. So watch that. It's 8 o'clock in the morning for those of you who want to get up and watch the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix tomorrow. And next week on our guest on our show is I Have No Idea, all right. which is usually what I tell everybody because I don't really know who's going to be here. But we hope to have somebody interesting and fun like Kendra was today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to see you again next week. Steve, Take it away. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.